This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. What is up, everybody? Welcome into this Tuesday episode of Flippin' Bats. We got one up, one down coming at you. We got some Twitter questions. We got Name That Team rotation edition and we got an update on roki sasaki this one's gonna be a blast let's get to it he swings and it's a high fly ball deep center field it is gone home run and a huge backflip to celebrate all right ben start the show already my friends, it is Tuesday, meaning we got two things coming at you today. We got this first episode, and then there's a bonus pod coming out later this week in Shohei Otani news. But Tuesday, always a good day. We got Honesty Hour coming in yep. a little bit as well. And Alex, let's be honest, before we get to Honesty Hour, yeah. Aaron Judge comes back today. And honestly, oh. the Yankees need him badly. Oh, so bad. Just to kind of put it into perspective, they are 4-6 and six in their last 10 games. They are last place in the AL East, 10 games behind Tampa Bay. And this might be the toughest division in the league when you think about it because you have the best team in baseball with Tampa, then Baltimore, then Blue Jays. Boston's finally playing great. And then you have the Yankees just hanging out in the bottom. Normally I would say, Weird. like, yeah, the Rays have been historically good to start the year, right? And then you, you tell me, okay, the Yankees are going to be 10 games back. My mindset goes to – whatever it's the beginning of may but when you look at the fact that that division is so good Stacked. and they're not in last place because they're playing so badly their record's not terrible they're above 500 but there's so many good teams in front of them that it makes it tricky they're gonna have to jump a very good orioles team a red sox team that's been playing lights out lately uh the blue jays are very very good the rays historically good so can the Yankees make the playoffs? Sure, but they're making it very difficult for them to win the AL East this year. And I'm not going to say it's off the table early in May, but man, do they need Aaron Judge back? And man, does he need to be what he was last year? Exactly. And he's not the only one. Like they have a massive amount of players, top tier players on the IL right now. So yep. hopefully this is, is the first of many to come back and it can just turn their season around. I agree. They need I it. Agree. But uh, it's a. Uh, it's Tuesday. So that means we're going to do one up, one down. We're each going to give I'm either. For this. Yeah. You can give a team, you can give a player, you can give a full division if you want. You can do anything you want. Anything you want. One <laughs> one group or team or player that is up this week and then one that is down this week. Ben, let's start with you. Let's start with some some positive. Who's I up? am so excited about mine. Give some love to the Detroit Tigers, baby. They're playing great. They swept the Mets on the week. They beat the Cardinals in a series. Yes, the two teams might not be playing great, but it doesn't matter. It's wins are wins in the record books, and the yep. Tigers have been playing fantastic. To start the year, not the best start in the world. They were playing everybody in the AL East. Alex, who we just mentioned, the AL East yep. has been insane. They're like, 
two and fifteen against the AL East, but against everybody else, they're so much better than that. Their record on the year right now is fifteen and eighteen, and that's including how bad they have played against the East. Lately, it's been really, really good for the Tigers. Obviously, a very good week. Javi Baez last year was their big free agent signing that was supposed to turn this franchise in the right direction, but he wasn't that guy. Last year, very bad. To start this year, really not good. And it really had you worried, like, has this, like, is this the Javi Baez we're going to see for the rest of his career? Well, he's been really turning around. 409 in the past week. Uh, really good month, honestly. And one thing I saw over the weekend, which is crazy to think about, but even when Javi Baez is going good, he strikes out a lot. However, Javi Baez had five consecutive complete MLB games where he did not strike out a single time. And that might not sound like a lot, but that is the first time that has ever happened in Javi Baez's career. Good for him. So maybe a little bit of a change at the plate approach-wise. Javi Baez playing really well. Eduardo Rodriguez on the mound absolutely shut down the Mets. Eight innings pitched, nine strikeouts, zero runs. Threw really well in his last start before that against the Orioles. A 0.52 ERA on the month. His ERA is 1.8 on the year now. Riley Green is playing really well. 417 in the last week with a homer off Justin. You know, is what it is. Uh, Torkelson playing great, 270 with a homer. I'm excited about this team. And spare me with the record. Let me be excited about my former organization and my friends that are playing good baseball. Alex Lang in the back end of the bullpen, the closer, has been dominant. Three saves on the week without a run being given up. Just some good things happening, heading in the right direction. And I'm very, very excited to see it. There's some good vibes going on in Detroit. Miggy, obviously, his farewell tour is happening. So my one up this week is the Detroit Tigers. I'm happy for you, and I'm happy for the Tigers, and I'm happy for Miggy, as you just mentioned. I know you do. I know you've been waiting for this moment of like, (laughs) I swear they're going to be good. I swear they're going to figure it out. And they are, which is fun. Okay, well, you mentioned the ALE. So my up, we're going to talk about a team in the ALEs, the Boston Red Sox are in fuego right now. They have figured it out. They went on an eight-game winning streak, eight and two in their last 10 games. The team has the best batting average since April 14th in baseball, hitting 290 as a team. We've seen Masataka Yoshida have an incredible week. He was your player of the week with the two home runs, eight RBI, batting 481 on the week. He is just doing great things. In Boston, and it feels like they finally turned that corner in an extremely tough division, like we talked yep. about off the top of the show. I mean, they're third place in the AL East behind Tampa Bay and the Orioles. Every single one of these teams in that division has just had such a strong start to the season. Yeah. And any of these teams at any point could be at the well, I mean, Tampa Bay is like held pretty strong throughout <laughs> throughout the entire season up until now. They're the best team in baseball right now. But it's just fun. It, it's better for the league when Boston is playing well. I agree. And I am so happy that they've it seems like they've finally turned that corner. Nor no team has more walk-off wins this season than they do with four. And they're one of six teams that have not had a walk-off loss. Just some fun facts there. Good. So for Boston's them. my up. I 
I like that. Uh, we talked about them a lot yesterday and the direction they're heading in a very talented division. They're playing great baseball. And I'll be the first to say, I look, is this going to happen all year long? I don't know, but I will say, I think I undervalued this team a little bit. I think most everybody undervalued this team a little bit heading into the year. The offense has been great so far, and the pitching, as of lately, has been more than adequate. You know, they've gotten, I think it's 13 starts in a row from pitchers going at least five or more innings. That's all you need. If your offense can be elite and you have pitchers going late in games, that's a great recipe for success, and they've been playing really good baseball. All right, now we're going to go on the opposite side. We're going our downs. When Who you, is your down? When you first mentioned, uh, we talked for your one-up. You yeah. said, we've been talking about the AL East. I thought you were going to go full AL East as your up, oh, which you could have done, I which leads have. to my down, Ooh. the full NL Central. Oof. Let, the Brewers and the Cardinals were supposed to be duking it out all year long at the top of this division in two very good teams. Well, the Cardinals lost eight games in a row until Sunday. They're 11 and 24 on the year heading into this new week. Look, I don't know what's going on with the St. Louis Cardinals, but it is really, really bad there. Then let's talk about the Brewers, who have been one of the better teams all year long so far. Entering Sunday, they had lost six in a row on the week, had lost every single game of the last week. They won the game on Sunday, but just really bad. Then the Pirates, who I've been so high on and so happy about, and not in a way of like, the Pirates are making the playoffs this year. No, just this is really good to see from an organization that has been so bad for so long now to see a team that is legitimately good, playing good baseball, and the one test that I wanted to see was how they played against better opponents. And this past week, they had the Rays and the Jays. And they didn't win a game. You know, they got swept by those teams. Just a very tough week for the Pirates. Uh, Cubbies have been okay. Reds, not good. Just the NL Central, Cardinals, Brewers, Pirates specifically. Three teams that two of them, Brewers and Pirates, had been playing really well. Awful week. And Cardinals, just a historically bad season. I mean, I, I, I can't wrap my head around what's going on there. And, look, I mean, this sums it up pretty well. Just a reminder, the Cincinnati Reds have won more games this season than the St. Louis Cardinals. The Cardinals are still in last place in the NL Central. So, really, for me, I could have picked – I could have gone in three different directions, I think. Yeah. And I was really struggling, like – who do, the Pirates, really bad week. Cardinals, historically bad. Brewers, awful. I'm going to go with the entire NL Central. That's my down. <sighs> What's yours? I know. They're back to being my down. I've, I've had them as my down before. I think you've had them as their, your down before. But my down this week are the Phillies. <laughs> They're on a roller coaster. Yeah, they are on a big-time <laughs> roller coaster. And they had a tough week. They got swept by the Dodgers in LA. They lost the series against Boston, who was my up, yeah. at home. They're in fourth place in the NLEs, eight games behind the Braves. Another really good division, and it's tough to climb back up if you start to get this big of a gap this early yep. in the season. They are 1-6 over their last seven games, and 1-4 since Bryce Harper returns. We haven't really seen that 
big spark. Yes, yeah. we saw his first home run, which is like a step in the right direction. But, I mean, they're, they have the worst ERA in baseball in May. 8.42. The second worst are the Marlins at 6.70 ERA. And their bullpen is the second worst in Major League Baseball with an 8.49. Like, it is brutal. That's for right both of now. those almost one run an inning. Yes. That's not That's good. Bad. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Philly, Phillies are in a tough spot right now. Yeah. And they're my down. It, it's tough because you want. You you wanted Bryce to come back and be the turning point, yeah. And not it's he just came back, but they're losing these games against good teams. But it, it's not because Bryce isn't back to being himself. Bryce has been playing pretty well, yeah. And this this lineup just can't keep up with how poor the pitching has been. It's been tough. It's been real tough. And remember, this is also like Bryce's like spring training. Yeah, you, you got to think about that too. Yeah, like. Give him a month to like get back to to feeling good. Yeah, but he, I mean, he's been pretty yeah, fine. Swinging the bat well, yeah. got a home run, so it's it's gonna be good. But Ben, let's get back to some ups. positive. Let's yeah, because we're a positive show here, and we like talking about positive things, and we also like to keep our audience informed of a lot of the big names that are playing over in Japan. And one of those players that we really got to see up close and personal during the WBC, Ben, is Roki Sasaki. Roki Sasaki is, one, uh, a guy that the Phillies could use very much so at the yeah. top of their rotation. Um, I, I Everybody needs to understand. I think everybody started learning the name Roki Sasaki during the World Baseball Classic. And he comes over uh, in the last couple of games. We saw him pitch in Miami. We saw him pitch in the Tokyo Dome. So started a couple of games during the WBC. Really kind of became a well-known name in the baseball sphere but we need to update everybody on just how dominant he has been over in japan because it is it is incredible he's coming off a week his last start five innings pitched zero hits 12 strikeouts he's averaging over 99 miles an hour on his fastball averaging that the guy throws 102 103 so on the season so far, he's started five games. He's 3-0 and with a 0.84 ERA, a whip right around 0.5, meaning he's only allowing a base runner every other inning. 50 strikeouts in 32 innings pitched. Nasty. He's only allowed three runs in 32 innings, only 13 hits in those 32 innings, and five walks compared to all of those strikeouts. Five walks to 50 strikeouts. When is he allowed to come to the big leagues, so right? Because it's a couple years. It's 2027. Ooh, that's brutal. Because of the the posting system, he will not be allowed. To, he doesn't turn 25 until then. That's how young he is. But we won't be able to see him until 2027 in Major League Baseball. But like I said, his average fastball velocity is – on another level, Major League Baseball, the leader is Hunter Green, averaging yeah. 98.9, right on the dot. Yeah. Roki Sasaki, 98.4. Whew, he's got would heat. Would be second, above Spencer Strider, Sandy Alcantara, Garrett Cole, Luis Castillo. He, I mean, he's right there neck and neck with 
Hunter Green. I mean, like, there's no loopholes. <laughs> there's, there's no loopholes. They no get loophole. him over here sooner. Nasty splitter. So the high, the high velocity fastball, the the splitter. So as you mentioned, there's no holes. The great yeah. command. He has it all. And and we got to see it, as you said, up close and personal in the WBC. Um, but so did some other people that I've had on the show. John Smoltz got to see him up close mm-hmm. and personal. Uh, Rowdy Telez got to face him in the box. And both of those guys, I asked, hey, what do you think about this guy? And their answer was almost, like, shocking. So let's listen to that. Uh, he's 21 and would be an ace of a staff, pretty much. 25 of the rotations, if I had to guess. I would say, you know, somewhere between DeGrom and, and uh, Otani. I mean, this, <laughs> this young man really caught my eye when I saw the way the ball came out of his hand. And at the young age that he's in, they even said, talking to the Japan manager, he's ahead of Otani. So think about that. That's all you need to know. Celez saying he would be an ace of 25 of 30 staffs I mean, in the he big would. leagues. And Smoltz saying he's a combination of DeGrom and Otani. It's incredible. Fastball like DeGrom, splitter yeah. like Otani. Like, yeah. It is. It's incredible. Yeah. So that's going to be a fun one to keep keep our eyes on. But 2027 is what you said? 2027 to come over here. But I would honestly say, like, keep an eye on what he's doing yeah. over there. Like, I know you're not going to wake up most likely at, you know, 3 a.m. to watch 2 him. <laughs> to, 2 like we did during the WBC. To watch him pitch every start <laughs> over there. But just keep an eye on what this guy is doing. He's 21, 22 years old. And is is emerging as of right now as one of the best pitchers in the world, and that's including every single pitcher in Major League Baseball and the NPB and all over the world. Roki Sasaki right now is one of the best pitchers in the game of baseball, and just keep an eye on what he's doing. Yeah, it's fun to watch. All right, yep. let's get in. Let's get in the trust tree now, okay? Yep. Get comfortable. Honesty hour what time. What are we being honest about this week? <sighs> we need to talk about the replay system in baseball. Let me explain, Alex, and okay. I want I want to get your feedback from this. Okay. So, because I don't know if you know what I'm going to say here, but I, I have some thoughts on how we can improve the game of baseball as well as really every every sport. But we're going to stick to baseball. But replay is kind of every sport at this point. Replay. We need to fix it. And there were a couple of calls over the last week, and a, really a few over the course of this season so far that have really stood out to me. Here's my beef with replay systems, okay? What happens in baseball and every sport is we just use the call on the field as a crutch when it goes to checking the replay. And what I mean by that is there could be a play at first base. Bang, bang, play. The runner is called out, okay? Runner is called out. You go to replay, and how many times do you hear, well, this one's really close. It looks like this, but it's probably going to stick with the call on the field. I'm so tired of that. Why are we sticking with the call? If something looks like it might be the case, why are we just sticking with the call on the field? That's not the point of replay system. Now, I understand there are some that might be truly like, This looks 50-50. But over the last couple of weeks, I have seen so many calls where using my eyeballs, I can see, yeah, there might be an angle where we can't, 99% chance this guy is, is, it's the reverse call. This guy is out or this guy is safe. So I, I just get frustrated there. 
And I think I have a system to this, and this is where I want to run it by you. Okay. Hear me out. And I haven't really thought this fully. I, I mean, okay, I kind of. Well, we're, we're talking through it. We're talking we're through talking it. We're talking through this. Let's go. But hear me Let out. Let me hear what you got. There's a play mm-hmm. at the, the most recent one that comes to mind I saw the other day. Play at third base. Got to tag the runner. Okay. Okay. Guy gets, guy slides in safe, but it sure looks like the tag actually got there. So he's called safe, looks out. Team wants to replay. Okay. We head to replay. What I think should happen is. We need to take a the small clip of the slide and the tag and cut it off so you do not see the umpire's call. Because everything goes back to New York. Like, yeah, so like New York doesn't know, but they know, right? Because it's in the system. That's why it's getting brought back. Then we need to change the system. Okay. So, yeah, it's why it's But they don't know the call in the field. Was he out or was he safe? Because it's that close, right? So what needs to happen, take this five-second clip. They go to New York anyway. Send them the clip. They don't get to see what the call was. And in that, from what they have, they need to decide, is he out or safe? No, let's just stick with the call. No, what is it, what does it look like? Is he out or is he safe? And just come up with that decision there. And that works for every sport. I'm so tired of saying, well, we're going to stick with the call. Call stands. No, confirm it or switch it. That's what needs to happen. Confirm, deny. Confirm, deny. No, no stands. So you want stop standing. Unbiased opinion. Unbiased That's opinion. Okay. Maybe, and these umpires might not be biased per se. But no, if New York knows what the call already is, you already have that in your mind, then mm-hmm. you could already be biased mm-hmm. to that call before you actually, you know. Correct. Okay. I just feel like the majority of times we go to replay, we end up standing because it's the easy thing to do. And mm-hmm. we're going to stand with the call because that was the call on the on the field or on the court or on the pitch. Yeah. No. Tired of it. Do I think this happens? Nope. We're just in the trust <laughs> tree. And I needed to bend about the replay system in sports. Uh, I love that. Okay, take, take a deep breath. Yeah. Okay, because now we're going to have some fun. Now that you got that out there. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Because it's time for Name That Team. Starting rotation, we're still sticking with pitching, meaning I'm going to give you either the college, the high school that this player was drafted out of, or the country that they signed from. Okay. And then you have to name that team. I've We've done this two weeks now. I've done five of of six. Yeah. I've gotten correct. So I think they're only going to get harder, is my guess. Probably. And okay, so ace, the... Yep. Ace one of the rotation five. all the way through five. All right. You ready for team number one? Yeah, let's do it. Team number one, Duke, high school out of Texas, high school out of Mississippi, University of Arkansas, and Sam Houston State University. Name that team. Okay. Yeah. Duke. High school out of Texas, high school, Mississippi, Arkansas, Sam Houston State. Okay, wait. I I think I know it. Okay. Is it the Chicago Cubs? Yeah. <sighs> okay. Good work. Um, Duke, Stroman, yeah. and I, I Smiley. Yep. Okay. Whew. Nice. One for one. Okay. Drew Smiley, that is. I'm not just saying. Duke, Stroman, and Smiley. No, Smiley. like Smiley, Arkansas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
I did you not ready? know. Ty, like I, the high school guys are tough because half the league is high school guys. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're off. We're off and running. You're off to a good start. For ready one. for team number two? Yep. <clears throat> team number two, high school out of California, TCU, University of Alabama at Birmingham, Mexico, and Florida State. Name that team. I don't know this one off the top of my head. I'm trying to get there with the Mexico. Okay. I don't know the TCU, which was probably my easier giveaway. Florida State has a five. Mexico. Maybe. No. Ah! 30 seconds. High school out of California? Yeah. TCU, UAB, Mexico, and Florida State. I don't think I'm getting there. You could. You mentioned one of these pitchers earlier in the show. I did. In a stat. In a stat? Mm-hmm. Maybe Hunter Green? You have five seconds. Is it the Reds? It's the Reds. Yeah! <laughs> you, got, you can buy with a little help from your friends today. You know why I didn't answer the Reds? Why? Louis, okay, because I'm... One of my good friends and college teammates is in that rotation from okay. ODU, but he's currently hurt ah. and not not in. But I was like, okay, okay, but there's not Old Dominion, and then I okay. Yeah, uh, it's a just bring TCU. The, Dang it, that's so bad. Bring the excuses, bad. and you got a little phone a friend today. I should have known Ladolo. You got that's a little so phone bad. a friend. Luke Weaver. I faced Luke Weaver <laughs> like four times in the minors. Right out of, should have known it. I did know it. Two you, for two. You got with it with an assist. You got it. That's what I'm here for. All right. Final team. You ready? Oh, it's. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm ready. Here we go. High school out of Florida. <laughs> high school out of South Carolina. <laughs> high school, Georgia. University of Florida. And Old, Old Dominion. Dominion, baby. Bring it on. <laughs> I'm going to answer. This is the Kansas City Royals. Yeah. Let's go. What? You just know. What do you mean? I was teammates yeah, with the guy, true. Ryan Yarborough. Okay. 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 Let's okay. go. College teammate of mine, um, good guy. On Sunday, got hit with a 106-mile-an-hour comebacker in the face, Oof. by the way. Um, that sucked to see. Yeah. Brady Singer, I knew Florida. Um, yeah, this one came. I mean, Old Dominion. Is that the only out. reason you knew it? Well, Brady Singer as well. I knew okay. Singer, Florida. But th okay. that was – Old Dominion was the dead giveaway, and then I got – Typically, I take one yeah. that I think is the giveaway and then, and then use my context clues, which okay. are the other ones. Um, so, yeah, that was a giveaway. Okay. Do you? What's the only – we could get a – the Mets would be <laughs> the Mets would be a pretty good giveaway, too. If oh, yeah. Old Dominion popped up. Uh, three for three. Huh? A plus. A. A plus. No. A because I assisted or plus because you got them all three. Look. Okay. If I if I'm taking an exam <laughs> and I get a 100, but I happen to look over at somebody else's paper and get the answer for one of them, <laughs> I still got a 100. Okay. okay. All right. It's an A plus. All right. A plus for me today. All right. I'll give it to you. I'll let you have it. All right. Well, before we go, we're gonna wrap up today's show with some fan questions on Twitter. Now, remember, we ask you guys to send us questions. 
throughout the week. Pretty much every episode. Every week. Yeah. And again, remember, this could be anything, but you guys keep sending baseball. Only baseball <laughs> it's questions. Like I know, but it's, yeah. So we're just gonna we're we're gonna get it going. Okay. One we got day three. I'm gonna get like a dating advice question. Oh, I'm, I'm great at that. Put on my hitch glasses and really yep. lock in on some advice. But we'll stick to baseball yeah. for now. So let's get to our first fan question. Kay. This one comes from Wyatt. And they want to know, is Sean Murphy trade proving to be the best offseason acquisition in baseball? This is good. Yeah. Um, Sean Murphy. I mean, who else is in? I mean, the Braves are playing some of the best baseball. Sean Murphy has been this year a, a top a top two two catcher top three yeah. catcher in the game of baseball him and Adley are certainly having great years um so I'm gonna say I my gut is saying yes here I mean I okay. don't know how you say no Sean Murphy is emerging as you know one of the there's like this young wave of catchers right yeah. Sean and and Adley Mur uh, yeah. Adley Rutschman but Sean Murphy comes over as not just a good offensive guy he's been having he's been great he was my catcher in team of the week um, I believe it was team of the month as well. He yeah. was the catcher. So his first month with the team, as well as the way he leads a pitching staff, right? Like that's equally as important when it comes to a catcher. So I'm going to say yes here. I'm going to say he's been the best offseason acquisition so far. And you got to be excited for him going from an organization and a team like the A's to then now <laughs> to be on the Braves and to have the success that he's having is it's like career changing for him. Yeah. So it's, I'm it's, happy for him. It's like a. No, it's not. What? I was. Gonna, <laughs> say it. I was going to say it's like a, a guy that gets out of the friend zone and starts dating oh. who is his friend. Oh, you have the you dating know? hat on right now. I like your analogies. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's good. But yeah, you know, yeah. it's like he was with the A's and couldn't like win. And then he gets out and it's like, Whee! look at me. I'm having fun. <laughs> this is great. Um, so yeah, there. I would. there's some guys that are having like maybe some better offensive years. Like Xander's been great, but the mm -hmm. Padres are just okay right yeah. now. And the Braves are playing. I'm going to go Sean Murphy. I like that. Okay, let's get to our next Twitter question. And this comes from Jay Hernandez. Considering that there's four teams who can win the division and starts spread out through those teams. Stars it, spread out. Stars spread out through those teams. Thank you. Uh, is the AL West the most competitive division this year? Thanks. Love the podcast. Yes. 100%. Absolutely. I, I think coming into this year, the only division that really had a chance to rival the AL East was the NL East. And the Mets underperforming so far, Phillies underperforming, Marlins being around 500 playing. I, I actually, I think in our NL East preview, I said, don't, don't sleep on the Marlins, but yeah. them being like second in the division, the NL East hasn't been what it's been chalked up to be before the year started. I'm going to say yes, hands down, absolutely. I mean, any one of these teams can make the playoffs. All, all of them. Really? Ailey, you know, like, they can't technically all of them make the playoffs, but. Well, no, they're saying AL West. Oh. Yeah. There's my I think I think the AL East is the most competitive. Well, there you have my answer. Yeah, that's that what I was like. Not. I was like, I don't know if he heard it, because I, I had that too. I was like, no, nah, I think AL East might be, like, the most competitive, but their question was AL West. Well, yep. for every reason I just listed, the answer is no. The AL East is the most competitive. Uh, yeah, definitely not. You know, AL West, I've been a little disappointed with kind yeah. of everybody but the Rangers. I, I do think it has a chance to, you know, I, Angels, Angels have actually been playing good baseball, but 
No. Mm-mm. Hands down, AL East, yeah. most competitive. I'm with you there. Okay, our final <laughs> fan question comes from Kramer. How do you fix the Kansas City Royals, Ben? How do you do it? Well, producer Bartlett on this show is a huge Royals fan, so yep. I would say put him in charge. He seems to have some great <laughs> ideas. Everybody that's anybody in the league that's really good, he thinks should just go to the Royals. So everybody should just go play for the Royals. Uh, how do you fix them? Hmm. Uh, you, you need – there's a lot. Yeah. But pitching-wise um, – Needs a, a lot of help. I, I, I like some guys. You know, I think Bobby Witt is a good piece to build around with the team, right? Like, they have their guy of the future. And I think they have some pieces. But, like, I, I look at some teams around the league that aren't very good. And you at least see, like, man, they are close. They're a year away. They're two years away. They're three years away. I don't know how comfortable I am saying that about the Royals. And it can happen quick. Like, you can turn around a franchise. And look, the, the Detroit Tigers in 03 were the historically one of the worst teams of all time. Baltimore. Baltimore. In 06, the Tigers were in the World Series. You know, like, it can happen quick. But how do you fix the Royals? Build around Bobby Witt and do it quickly. Like, build around him. Commit to it. And, and go from there. But that would be my answer. Yeah, I have producer Bartlett in my ear saying, you know, the Royals did turn around 2014 and 15, but they haven't <laughs> figured it out since. And the young pitchers need to develop. Those are his two points. Young pitchers need to develop and, and add, add good arms and veterans around. You know, like the Zach Granke coming back is like a cool story. It's where it all began for yeah. him. Zach Granke's had a fantastic career. But he was the opening day starter for this team, and Zach Granke is no longer Zach Granke. So, yeah. yes, everything producer Bartlett. Put him in charge. <laughs> Just let him run the team, and that's your answer. Just kidding. Don't do that. Yeah, no. That's it. All right. So we got thank you, you today. for those questions, um, and thank you for listening. That does it for this first Tuesday episode. But – If you're listening in the morning, we got another episode coming out later in the day, the bonus pod. And if you're listening late in the day, guess what? It's out already. This week in Shohei Otani news, bonus pod is out late in the afternoon on Tuesday. So make sure you all check that one out. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you like, subscribe anywhere you listen to your podcast, Apple or Spotify or wherever. We're also on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and you can watch every single thing we do on YouTube at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of them. But for this first Tuesday episode, thank you all for listening, and until next time.